This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to the Tour Report from Secret Golf. This week, the Wells Fargo Championship, but it's a Wells Fargo Championship like we've never seen before. It's at TPC Potomac at Avenel Farm. Elk, usually, of course, we go to Quail Hollow in Charlotte, North Carolina for this week, but Quail's going to be hosting the President's Cup in September. So that's why, I mean, this was supposed to happen like last year and then with COVID, everything was screwed up, of course. But um, It'll be fun to see TPC Potomac. Yes, going back to Washington, D.C. area, Diane, it's pretty exciting. Of course, you know, Congressional Golf Club is just down the street from this one. They built TPC Avenel way back in the 80s. This course is, is, is very interesting to me, Diane, because I played here all the way back when we were playing Persimmon off the tee. And I wonder, I think as I was preparing for this show, I was thinking, what are these guys now going to do to it with all the equipment? Because this this course is very interesting, has some uh, a fair amount of uh, drop-off uh, topography everywhere. The ninth hole's a par three, straight downhill, probably a two-club length, uh, two, two clubs easier because of the trajectory. The back nine winds through a sort of a rivery area, very narrow in places. Certain style of player is one and repeated on this course. I'm thinking a lot about biorhythms this week, Diane. Who <laughs> plays good at this time of the year? And I'm basing my whole week around guys that have played good on this one because it's tricky yeah. and up and over hills and hitting through blind areas. And guys that don't know the course may be at a slight disadvantage to the guys that have played here in the past. Yeah, well, let's have a little look back because TBC Potomac is familiar to a big chunk of the field. It hosted a lot of PGA Tour events back in the day, but kind of come looking at the almost modern era, I guess, when a lot of the guys that are in the field maybe would have played. It hosted a web.com event, which is now the Corn Ferry Tour, in 2012 and in 2013. And then the Quicken Loans National was held here in 2017 and in 18. So we've been looking back at that. Um, really interesting, though, because when you look back at 2017, it was Kyle Stanley who won. And he was seven under par. That got him into a playoff with Charles Howell III. But in 2018, Francesco Molinari cruised to victory at 21 under par, an eight-shot lead. Um, and just unbelievable. So that was kind of hard because it doesn't really tell you too much about how the scoring is going to be. It doesn't make it so easy to predict the winning score. But by all accounts, this is a relatively short course that is bloody hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just named two very precise players there. And another one I'll throw in the mix was Curtis, your Open champion, uh, had a win on this course. I was there watching him come in, played really well. So it is a little bit of a control course, Diane. I do think um, course knowledge will help some of the players. Uh, we've got a pretty good field. We've got some guys, of course, you noted that this event's usually played at Quail Hollow in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina. But 
the field is not stacked, Diane, but we do have some top players there this week, including uh, Rory McIlroy, who, by the way, we talked about John Rahm last week being the best player in the field and was able to pull it off down in Mexico. Will it be Rory's turn to come back from his great finish at Augusta, sort of out of the blue? It was all Scotty Sheffield, of course, but is Rory feeling better this week? And he's got to be feeling good because he's defending champion of the Wales Fargo Championship, of course, as we said, yeah, he won at Quail Hollow last year. But going back to the course a little bit before we talk about the field, um, in 2017 and 2018, the cut line was over par both times. And, you know, I've been kind of looking at you, you hit the nail on the head with Kyle Stanley and Francesco Molinari. We're looking at precision, especially with the long irons. You know, it's only 7,160 yards. And from all the pictures I've seen, you can kind of see it behind me, thick tree-lined fairways. So accuracy is going to be key. And then, you know, and you can see it in the picture behind me as well. Um, I read that there's a lot of Scottish style bunkers around the greens. So these small, deep bunkers that are just going to get you in a lot of trouble. So birdies aren't going to come easy around TBC Potomac. So the guys have to kind of hold it together as well and not get frustrated. There's a nice mixture of hard holes and easy holes on this course, Diane. I, I recall on the front nine, at the end of the front nine, uh, seven, eight are long holes and then 12 and 13 and 18 and so on. But um, I'll give you a little stat, Diane. In 1986, way back, uh, the hole number three, which I think plays about 230 yards today, Arnold Palmer was there playing in the Chrysler Cup and he walked onto the third tee. They had a position at 185. And guess what he did? He made a hole-in-one on the Tuesday of that event. And, of course, being Arnold Palmer who he is, he came back the next day on the Wednesday. And if you could believe it, what, what did he do on the Wednesday? He holed it again on the exact same hole. So there's some things that have happened at this course that have been pretty interesting. I think when I think of this course in my mind, Diane, with the new equipment, I would think of me playing this golf course back in the late 80s and then what would I hit the ball further now than I did in the 80s because of all the equipment. So what would it, would it be easier for me? I think it would. And I think the, the trick for the longer players this week is going to be can they position you, – you spoke of Molinari and Curtis and um, <clears throat> some of these guys that are very precise players. Brian Harmon's on our list this week. We're looking at just more precise, easier for them to shape the ball over these hills, blind shots and – Will guys like Rory be able to smash it across the corner and really take advantage of some of these par fives? Yeah, and um, well, there's only two par fives and they both play really tricky, scoring average 4.83 and uh, number two is 641 yards. So, I mean, that's going to be three shots to the green because strategy is really going to come into play and kind of picking your position I guess but like that's a long hole there's not going to be many that are on the green in two with 641 yards don't say that it's a little downhill some of these guys might reach that green in two you start off the golf course you go up a hill and then you play down at two and then you wind your way around a creek and you play some tricky short holes like four or fives of you know, an iron and a wedge and f five is another iron and maybe a wedge and six are reachable five and then seven's a, a fade shot. Eight goes back up a hill and then nine drops straight down and then you go into the woods on the back nine. You play these really steep kind of claustrophobic holes through 10, 11, 12 and then it opens back up a little bit at the end and the last hole, 17, is a very uh, 
interesting par three with water all the way down the right. They put the pin hanging out right over the right over the water, and it's a big downhill shot, so you have to judge it. There gets a little wind. That was probably um, pre uh, prevalent when that minus seven score you talked about. <clears throat> and then 18 used to be the longest par four on the tour, one of them. I can't imagine these guys maybe hitting a wedge in there now. I don't know, but it's going to be uh, interesting to watch all this unfold, Diane. And it's going to be chilly up there this week. My brother, Russell Knox, who hates being cold, even though he's a Scotsman, he's a little bit of a wuss when it comes to the cold temperatures. He said to me, it's going to be cold. It's going to be like 59. So they're going to have to deal with that after coming from Mexico where it was scorching heat last week. But talking of Scotland, actually they're due for a little bit of a heat wave this weekend which sounds rather nice hey, maybe you're going to be there or maybe you're planning your golf trip to Scotland that bucket list trip that you've always wanted to do with your significant other or your buddies or whoever. This is a special place and you have to check it out. We've teamed up with Dundonald Links on the tour report and well they just had this massive 25 million pound development Development. They worked with original designer Kyle Phillips and invested one million into the course to really enhance the playing experience. They moved and reworked quite a few of their teeing areas, reconstructed 35 bunkers and did a lot of work on the walkways from the tee to the green. All of this to enhance the playing experience and oh, it looks magical, honestly. They worked on the practice ground. They've got a huge new teeing area, two new chipping greens and the work really does allow the golfer to work on all the shots needed before heading out to play golf. So if you're planning that trip, then make sure you check out Dundonald Links and add it to your list because uh, I can't wait to go back to Scotland to visit and go and have a little look at everything they've done. But all the information's online at dundonaldlinks.com. All of those factors we're taking into account this week Elks into the biorhythms So we're going to explore that further with our picks Because we're each going to give you an outright favourite One to watch and a dark horse long shot pick So, well, let's kick it off um, Elk, you can go first with your outright favourite There's not It's not a super strong field this week by any means But there's a couple of guys sitting at the top of the board That are definitely the favourites yeah, when I talk about biorhythms, Diane, I talk about guys that play good at a certain time of year. We saw this with Carlos Ortiz when he won the Houston Open and I finished second in Mexico. I finished up winning four tournaments twice on the tour, Diane, for particular times of the year. I was maybe informed. I don't know whether the allergies were just perfect for me or not. I could breathe probably. It doesn't matter. I believe in biorhythms. And as you said, Rory McIlroy, the defending champ. What is Rory going to do this week is interesting because he had such a sort of backdoor finish at the Masters. And what is what is he looking at? He just signed a new contract with TaylorMade, so that'll be exciting for him. He's been off for a little bit since the, since the Masters. He should be able to destroy this course. He's like Ram last week. He's the best player in this field by a mile. And I'm looking at Rory McIlroy this week to maybe, Diane, can he – I mean, you always got to be careful when you talk about Rory because you never know which Rory's going to show up. Is he a sprinter at the end or is he out the gate slow and comes in late? I'd really like it if he just played good the whole week and won this tournament. And that's my favourite is by a mile this week. He's, he's so long off the tee. He can hit his iron so easily off the tee on these harder, narrow holes. Will he be able to put together all of that strategy this week? 
I hope so, because I'm picking Rory McIlroy. You've got the odds in front of you to be the winner this week. I mean, clear favourite. He's 8-1, to one, uh, defending champion. We last saw him win the CJ Cup at the end of 2021 in Vegas. Um, you know, it's a, it's a funny time of year because it's, a, it's really into the hardcore stretch of the PGA Tour season because, you know, we've had the players and the Masters. We've got the PGA Championship in two weeks. Then, you know, obviously we have the US Open, the Open Championship. So guys are really thinking about the majors and then also thinking about the fact that the FedEx Cup playoffs are really not that far away. So it, there's different motivation, I guess, for guys in, in different parts of the field. But for Rory, this is going to be, you know, back as defending champion, all those kind of good vibes, a week off, and then the PGA Championship. So, I mean, it's no surprise, but at 8-1, to one, and this was the thing with Ram last week, you know, these guys, when they have such short odds as favourites, you know, is it worth putting any money on them? Well, you know, for Ram last week, you would have cashed out. Um, and Rory being the favourite this week, it's kind of hard to overlook that. And I did cash out in our money grabber game. I had Ram up top in my money grabber game, the team that won the most money. So that, that was good for me. Okay, well, my outright favourite is slightly higher odds. Um, I found him yesterday at... Plus 2,100. I know you love this guy. I can't believe he's only had one win on tour, but Corey Connors is going to be my outright favourite this week. I just think like he's such a well-rounded player. When you think about precision and someone who's got just a fantastic long iron game, it's always Connors. But he's been playing really good as well. Um, third place finish at the match play. Um, T6 at the Masters. It's almost like he kind of plays well on these more difficult courses. Um, and his accuracy stats are really good. His off the T stats are always the real strength of his game. Um, so I love Connors this week at 21 to 1. Yeah, this is a perfect course for Connors. He, should, he hits the ball so straight. It should be really easy for him to work out a strategy to play this golf course. Yeah. Uh, Connors. You know, we saw Ram last week, you know, go down to Mexico and, you know, the field was quite weak, but it was all he could to fight off a bunch of guys charging. Of course, Tony Finnau finished second tied as well, but all these young guys shooting eight, nine under on the last day. And we talked to Jason Duffner, if you picked up that uh, interview we had last week, talking about what sort of strength is at the top of this top 50 guys in the world. And they're all pushing really hard to, you know, get in FedEx Cup points, do all these things on the tour. Uh, it's really hard to say, hey, you know, you know, who's going to win? I like to pick guys that I think are suited for the course more than anything. And I'm picking Rory, you're in Connors. Connors is a better pick strategically than Rory because Rory gets frustrated sometimes and hits driver probably more than he should. He won't. He'll have to keep the driver in the bag most of the week. But yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Okay, right. So moving on to our one to watch, someone with slightly higher odds. I'm going to go first with mine because I'm so excited about him and I feel like this could be the week. Now, it's funny because we normally say that like guys that have, you know, a really well-rounded game, they just have to have a good week with the putter. But it's kind of the opposite for this guy. He's a great putter. He needs to have a really good ball striking week. But Denny McCarthy is plus 9,000. Now, I have picked him so much. If you watch or listen to the show regularly, you will know that um, he's been one of the best putters on the PGA Tour for the last three years and this year is no exception um, off the tee he's doing good I mean accuracy I think he's hitting like 65% of fairways right now but 
Here's my big thing about Denny. He grew up just a few miles from the course. So this is his hometown event. He's played the course in tournament rounds, but he's also played it, I mean, countless times growing up and when he goes back home. He's staying with his parents this week. He's going to have great support out there with family and friends. And, you know, he went to college nearby. His mum's going to be cooking for him every morning, every night. Like, your mum's cooking has to add some kind of fuel to get you out there and performing well. So I love Denny McCarthy. Um, he had a great start to the season. He's fallen a little bit. But I think at 90 to 1, it's a big one for the hometown hero. There's no telling what goes into your recipe to make picks. I mean, that's just, you've just extended your range another with food. I love it. It's great. Yeah. Well, mine's not as an exciting to pick as that, but I spent the weekend with this guy up at uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia, Australian, of course, Mark Leishman, who finished uh, tied for fifth year in 17 and tied for 13th and 18. So knows the course really well. Yeah. Looks like he's playing really well. Cam Smith was there. Uh, Lento Griffin was up there yesterday, saw all those guys. Cam was getting all the attention. I'm not sure if he's getting the attention because uh, he of his mullet or, or because he won the players' championship, or maybe a combination of both. Maybe he turned to me at the dinner, he said, Why are all the old why are all the old ladies coming up to me and want their pictures done with me? <laughs> I said, Well, you're a mate, you're a throwback. You you've got the you've got the uh, the big mullet. They they they're having a throwback to when well. they were younger. <laughs> well, like, well, that's what well, I told him. I said one ten million. <laughs> Yeah, he's won 6.6 .6 million in 10 events this year so far. He's having three weeks off. He's got the boat primed up down in Jack's Beach in your backyard, ready to just go out and relax for a little bit to the PGA. I think Cam Smith has the best schedule I've seen of all the top players, maybe other than Tiger and Rory. He's only planning to play 20 events this year. All these other guys are out there dying, killing himself every week, trying to play 30, 32, whatever, trying to gain points. Cam Smith sitting back, relaxed. I got that. I got to see that silky stroke that he – used to win the players championship yesterday and I'm I can't wait to handicap him again when he gets back to Tulsa we talked a little bit about that but Mark Leishman is always uh ready to go when he gets to a tournament I do like his history on this golf course he's a long hitter uh this will be an easy course for him to think about because he doesn't have to drive it that straight of course we've talked to Mark about him not liking courses like the players championship because it doesn't suit him when I start to see stats where he's in the top 10 quite easily I, I tend to look really tight at guys that do well on courses they like. And that's that's my whole thinking this week. Okay. I like it a lot. Um, Mark Leishman has no problem. He's in the PGA Championship, but it's worth noting that this is the last qualifying week for guys that aren't in the second major of the year. So, you know, that's a little bit of extra motivation for them to go out there and play well. Right. Leash is 40 to 1. So, you know, that's the thing. Like, Rory, obviously, we said was favourite at 8 to 1. Uh, Connor's at 20 to 1. But then you have guys like Leishman who are, you know, at the top as favourites, but slightly higher odds than you might have expected. So, 40 to 1 is really good. Um, also, we have this cool stat um, that we've been looking at this week. And Leash performs pretty well, you know, really across the board. But because we know that birdies are going to be tough to come by, and look at Kyle Stanley and his winning score of seven under in 2017 around here, we've got a bounce back stat, you know. So we looked at guys who make bogey, how quickly they can bounce back and make birdie. And Leishman fares well in that. So 
that's another good one to take into account. Right, um, dark horse picks. <laughs> We're looking at the really high odds. And this week I am... Okay, well, my guy is... Uh, hang on, I've lost him. Let me find him. I know that he's like way, way, way down the bottom. Here he is. Well, he's 140 to one, right? So that's actually not as high as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's good. But um, this guy is sitting at 157 in the FedEx Cup standings. So he has to make a push. You know, at the end of the day, the playoffs are really not that far away now. So at 157, he's not in the safe zone by any means. He really has to make a move. So Sung Kang at plus 140. I'm going solely on past performance around TPC Potomac. And in 2017, he finished T5. In 2018, he finished solo third. So, you know, some courses just really suit a player's eye, really suit a player's game. And this could be that course for Kang. So I'm banking on him again this week to go out there and do something. I like it. Uh, he's, a, he's a precise player. My pick this week for Dark Horse is the darkest horse of all time, Diane. 400 to 1, 218th in the FedEx. No great form coming into this event. However, this man from Sweden won this event when it was a web event in 2012, mm -hmm. finished tied for fifth in 17 on this particular course. And you would say, well, just because he did that, Elk, doesn't mean he's in good form. Well, he four-spotted yesterday and won in an extra hole playoff to get into it. I'm talking about David Limbreth from Sweden. Crushes it on this course. He's 400 to 1. Will he put some magic together again and get into the top 20? I would say, Diane, that he just the emotion of just qualifying four-spotting will be good enough to propel him into right into his into this event where he's just going to do what he's always done on this course. Plays great. And as you say, he won that web.com event in 2012. Then in 2017 at the Quicken Loans National, he finished in a tie for fifth. So it's kind of like that Kang thing, isn't it? That you just go out and play well. Um, so he's 400 to one as outright winner. But when you look at him finishing top 10, he's 60 five to one no sorry top five he's 65 to one top 10 he's 35 to one Sun Kang is 35 to one for the top five so you know even we're giving you these dark horses we're not saying these guys are going to go out and win but it, there could be a lot of value in a, a top five or a top 10 finish definitely when you start to play on the SG Tour app and with us and we'll have it opening again of course this is where you start to the secret and I know this from experience because I've won a lot on the SG Tour app Diane, is the secret is to getting C and the D players just right. And I got a feeling that we're all looking for those guys. We know pretty much, uh, you know, who our favorite is every week. But when you start to get a, a B player in the world ranking, that's pretty easy. But then a C and a D, that's where you have to know some of these stats and you have to start to look at some of the history of these players on this particular course. Yeah, and our, our sheet this week is actually really interesting. Um, when we did our re-ranking, so basically we take the entire field, we look at the stats, and we look at current form, we put it all into our computer with our unique algorithm, and it re-ranks the field for us. And the guy that came out at number one is Seamus Power. So he's at 35 to one this week, and he was definitely a guy that I was looking at as well. Yeah, me too. I think, you know, I'm looking at the top of the list here, uh, Seamus Power, Cameron Young, 
uh, Corey Connors, of course, Matt Kucha, he, he played here a lot. Mm-hmm. Leishman, of course, is there. Answer, Johnny Vegas, Rory, of course. Russell Henley's a straight hitter. Webb Simpson should do well here. Terrell Hatton should do well here. Fitzpatrick, Sergio Garcia. You know, it's where, what are they doing? You know, is always, and I talked about biorhythms at the top. I'm going this week, Diane, solely on playing good on this course at this time of the year. That's that's where I'm ending my on my show this this week. I did it four times on tour where I won uh, the same tournament twice at the same time of year, and I felt really good each time going into it the next year. So, and I know all about the course. I don't have to think much about my preparation when I get up there. It's going to be cold. It's not going to not going to bother Rory. Uh, you know, one of your picks is not going to bother him either from Canada, Corey Connors, of course. So we're in good shape this week, Diane. Or Danny McCarthy, you know, he's going to have Love people the out there screaming his name, people he hasn't seen for years. <laughs> he's going to have his mom's <laughs> We may be able to dig into our archive somewhere and get our producer to pull up some of the old footage this week of some of the guys playing some of these holes with woods, Diane. We'll, yeah. we'll get Terry to take a look at that and see what it was like to play this course with the persimmon because. Uh, I certainly remember doing it. And I actually looked it up, um, that great Arnold Palmer story you told about 1986. He had uh, holes in one on the same hole two days in a row. There's a statue of him that's been erected at TBC Potomac and it's Arnold Palmer holding two golf balls. So that's special as well. So the guys are always going to enjoy that. I had a story at this course, Diane, that may not make the air, um, but I was I had a an ingrown toenail and anyone that knows has had a bad toenail look at you look at you cringing your face you know how bad they are and my friend or not my friend the person who was carrying my stand was a doctor or trying to be a doctor going through his residency and I got to about the ninth hole and this thing was just killing me and I turned to my scorer who we we met on the first hole just two hours ago and I said doc have you ever done any ingrown toenails he goes oh yeah he says I think I can do it he goes, well, after the golf today, come down to this uh, where I'm working. We'll, we'll shoot it up and we'll do it. I said, no, Doc. Mate, we're doing it in the tent on the 10th no, no, tee. No, 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 no. <laughs> and he, he, uh, he said, are you sure? And I go, I'm positive. So we called the rules official and they got some equipment down there. And he, he did it to me on the tent. I had three under on the back nine, Diane. It saved me. Anyone that knows it has a bad toe and they fix it, it's like the greatest thing in the world. So I'm getting, I'm getting surgery in the middle of the tournament on a Saturday up there at this course I'll never forget that hole just because of that Diane there's so many questions um did you have like did he inject you with anything to numb it no injection no no injection I said just do it doc what did he use to rip it out uh he got down there with some scissors and cut it across the corner and wrapped it and I said I gotta go doc let's go (laughs) and then you played great so it was worth it I played great oh so much relief Diane anyone who's had bad toe knows what I'm talking about that story is definitely making it by the way just so you know we're not we're not cutting that that's like elk gold (laughs) yeah yeah. oh goodness right okay I'll never forget I'll never forget where and when these things happen you know I'm never gonna forget where and when I was when I heard that story (laughs) rest assured So uh, this week, a different Wells Fargo Championship at TBC Potomac. But, um, I mean, all eyes going to be on Rory McIlroy. But for a lot of the guys, as we said, final week to qualify for the PGA Championship. So there's that added motivation too. Next week, it's the AT&T Byron Nelson. So off to your home state, Elk, next week. And then, of course, we're counting down to the second major of 2022. 
Yes, we are. I think uh, next week we'll see Scotty Scheffler back out in his hometown of Dallas. We'll see Jordan Spieth. We'll see all the guns coming out. We've heard that Tiger's been to Southern Hills, so he's playing. That's going to be exciting. So it's all going to build up starting from this week. You noted that the uh, PGA is the last week to qualify. Normally that's a its own individual money list. It goes from last year's PGA to this year's PGA. So think of the money list going on this year, but there's an internal money list of the guys trying to get into the PGA. This is the last week they have a chance to do it. So it's all very interesting things to play for. Okay, great. Well, we'll be back to talk about it all next week on the Tour Report. Sports Social Podcast Network.